Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Kate Doster. Kate is the host of the Inbox Besties podcast, creator of the Love Your List 2.0 email marketing mega course, and is dangerously obsessed with helping ethical entrepreneurs carve out their slice of the interwebs. She helps her students woo open the hearts and wallets of their small but mighty audiences thanks to fun email marketing and easy, yes, mini offers. She believes you don't need to bleed the alphabet or be a dirty, rotten, spam face to write emails that jolt subscribers into taking action, gobbling up your paid offers like candy or kale, if that's their thing. Thanks so much for joining me today, Kate. Thank you so much. Anytime everybody reads that line about the spammer face, I can tell how good the interview is going to be if they giggle or not. So I know this is going to be a great one. <laughs> and I got to tell you, email marketing is one of my favorite subjects, um, but, but I feel like I've sort of gotten away from it. So I'm really looking forward to learning along with the listeners about, you know, what, what I probably should be doing as opposed to what I am doing. So this will be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, trying to figure out which of my questions I want to ask you first. Um, talk to me about, I'm really curious about um, if then scenarios mm-hmm. uh, and, and how you figure out, you know, when someone should be focused on growth and when they should be focused on nurturing. Excellent. So just to clarify, are you talking about when somebody should be focusing on growing their email list, getting their name out there versus actually taking time to sit down, making sure that they have sequences, making sure that they're emailing their list? I just want to make sure that we're going in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for that question. Yeah. So I I want to know what your thoughts are around growing a list or nurturing the list we already have. Uh, Both at the same time. (laughs) And that's why I think people are like, what? Because email marketing can touch every facet of your business. Like if you just think about yourself, because I know both of our philosophies truly boil down to treat people like people, right? Yeah. If you look at Instagram, you're probably following like 500 people. There's no way that you are on 500 people's newsletter list. Like it's just not happening. You're on maybe a handful, 15, and they are going to be like the cream of the crop scenario. So you know that you're only going to be on somebody's email list if you are really interested in the topic or niche that they're teaching about 
And if you're interested in them as the person, because the reason why people go to their inboxes in the first place, it's to procrastinate. Like they just want to be entertained. Like no one's truly going there being like, Oh, what email I got. It's, you know, in our case, it's like, Oh, the next chapter of the book, it's not going so well, better go and check my email <laughs> or oh, everyone's telling me to do Instagram reels, but this is too hard. And I don't want to dance like an idiot. Oh, might as well check my email. You know, for us, we're, you know, looking for sales and all that other stuff, but really people are going for that dopamine hit. So you want to be thinking to yourself, usually when they're interacting with us, right? Me and you, Diana, they want to be able to help people. They want to be able to make that impact. So it's always going to be your job to be going out on the hunt and getting in front of new people that you can help, or they might fall victim to your competitor who doesn't care about them, but does not care about throwing gajillions of dollars at ads or just treating people like numbers and pushing them through their funnels and pushing them through their funnels. So like, it's your job as that ethical entrepreneur to make sure that you're always thinking to yourself, how can I get in front of more people? So even if you're, cause I know like you do leadership, right? Even if you need to give yourself like themed days because your brain can't handle doing both in tandem. So maybe for you, Monday is going to be like lead generation day. And we can talk about different things that you can do to grow your list. But like that's the day you're going to make sure that you do all of your, like your list growth activities. You can schedule things out. You can send emails to get on other people's podcasts, that sort of thing on Monday. So then you've got, you know, Tuesday and Wednesday, if you need to, to make sure that your email sequences are in line. If you're like me and you like writing a weekly newsletter because you just love talking about what's going on, then you're going to pick that day of the week to do it. So now it's just like, oh, it's just ingrained in you. Like Monday, we do this Tuesday, we do that. And the rest of the week we're good. So that's why I really like to focus on both. And when you realize that you don't have to do everything under the sun to get both done, it's a lot easier all of a sudden. Yeah, boy, it's so great. And I love the, the um, structure of it because I think yeah. that's part of what trips people up, right? Is that they don't really have a process. Exactly, right? And like, I'm going to, I mean, because you've written, a, in my opinion, a lot of books and a lot of great books, right? I'm sure that you had a scheduled time of like, oh, you know, I write, I'm going to make this up. I write from six to nine in the morning, right? And that's right. like your writing time, regardless, your butt's right. in the chair. So we need to actually start setting that appointment in our Google calendar yeah. as we're, we're getting going with this. It's like, all right, Tuesdays at 10, <laughs> from 10 to 1030. I'm writing that weekly newsletter or from, you know, 10 to 12, I'm working on my welcome series. So that way you actually get it done and you get in the habit. And when you realize that honestly, being on your email list is a privilege, like we're not going to go let in the riffraff. We're only going to let in those action takers who are almost just as excited about your topic. Usually they're more excited for the results than your actual topic. All of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to talk to these people. So then you want to start writing to them more. You know, I never would have thought about this in terms of the number of lists that I'm on and about, you know, how consumers discriminate around what information they want coming into their inbox. I think that is so key to this thought process and, you know, th this conversation, I, I never would have thought about it that way, but that's, it, it sort of flips the script. Mm -hmm. I think that 
um, everyone, and regardless of, you know, if you are doing offline business, online business is my specialty, that sort of a thing. We all know in sales in general, it's always about like grow that list, grow that list of contact, do this other stuff. So in my industry in particular, people really just, and I know that this is, I think it's the first chapter and I think it was your, your first book of um, Succeed Without Selling, you talk about mindset. And a lot of email marketing is mindset because everyone is just like, oh, everyone is telling me like, I need a big list. I need a big list. I need a big list. But then if I send out an email, people unsubscribe. No, you don't want a big list. You want people to actually engage with your stuff. So when you realize like, all right, you can either go this with two angles because people are different, right? You can be like when somebody unsubscribed, you're like, good riddance. I didn't like them anyways. And I didn't want to have to pay for them and convert it later home slice. Or you can think to yourself, oh, maybe they just got help. Maybe they just got help with everything that they need. And now they're going away. And now I can welcome in more people. So you cannot be so fragile and you cannot be like, oh man, like what if I get these unsubscribes? Who cares? Getting an unsubscribe means that you actually emailed your list. And we both know that taking action is the fastest way to get results that you want. Because it's no good to have an email list of, you know, a thousand, 10,000, 50 people, right? They don't know if they're one of 50 or one of a million sitting there doing nothing. I can't pay my electric bill with your email address, (laughs) but with my relationship and the trust that I built in and the amazing products that we learn how to sell better on this podcast, I can get it done. That is so great. And, and so, okay, but what is it about emailing that? really trips people up and, and make them not want to do it. What, you know, what's going on there? That feels like a mindset issue. 100%. So it's that fear of rejection. Nobody Mm. wants to get that reply back saying like, oh, you're stupid. This was awful. I hate you. Um, You know, all those keyboard jockeys. Again, one of the the first things that I have all of my students do is literally right in our Facebook group, being on my list is a privilege. So then all of a sudden, when you get that negativity, you're like, ew, how did you get in here? Like, you're not allowed to be in my world. Get out, right? So you're just like, oh, they must have had a bad day. We laugh at them and we delete them and we get over it. So you need to sort of, and that's going to be at like any muscle, right? We would yeah. have loved Diane if we could have done a sit up in high school and still had a six pack. That would have been fantastic. Yeah. But it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So we have, we have to build that muscle and be like, well, okay, how do you not care anymore? Because I've been practicing on it. And so I think that's the first part is they don't want to be attacked. They've also been on the end of really bad emails, mm-hmm. at least for like our people. And they don't want to be associated with that. So now they're afraid of getting judged. They're afraid of people being mean to them. And now they're afraid of being looped in with these people who at their core value, they cannot stand. Yeah. So they psych themselves up. And then um, there's that whole like imposter syndrome aspect of like, well, who am I to actually teach this? Or it's not called Dunder Mifflin, but that's what I nicknamed it because it makes my audience laugh. I like having fun if you guys can't tell, but there's actually this phenomenon that happens. Like it's really researched where the more that you know about a certain topic, the more you realize you don't know. And that's where I find a lot of my people in like, it's like this downward curve, like, you know, you, this isn't really an example for this podcast, but like you learn a couple chords on the ukulele and you can play like five songs and you're like, I'm king of the world. And then you find out about like 
how to do bar chords and an E chord and how to do all this other strumming pattern. And you're like, holy crap, I know nothing. Even though you can know more than your audience. So then you're second guessing yourself. What if they've already heard this before? What if this is to beginner friendly? But then when you're like, hmm. most people need to hear stuff more than once yeah. to actually take action. Again, treat people like people. But chances are you've probably listened to your favorite song more than once, right? So oh, I don't want you thinking that like people hate repetitiveness. What they hate are those sales emails that yeah. you get that's like five minutes left to get this discount, two minutes left to get this discount, dummy. Why haven't you got this yet? When you're repeating yourself and you are really digging in to that scarcity and urgency, meaning like there's a time limit, there's only five left, the discount's going away that's when you're going to come off as awful and insincere. But when you know what you're helping people with, with your product, it's like, look, I understand that selling can feel awkward. It can feel like you're stealing people's money, which is why I'm going to give you scripts that actually make you sound like a human and not like those people on Facebook that you haven't talked to in 15 years, trying to get you to join an MLM. And when you go ahead and you join my program or buy my book in the next two days, guess what? You're going to get it at 30% off. So now all of a sudden, you're leading with the results. You're leading with the thing that they want. You're telling them how they're going to be able to get help and they get a discount on top of it. You're rewarding them for being an action taker. Like, woo! now all of a sudden the sky's the limit. So you got to get rid of that mindset, Sean. The pure thought that you're concerned about being roped in with all of those awful people means it's impossible. You're not going to annoy people when you think to yourself, how can this email help somebody today? Whether it is making them feel like they're not alone, whether it's giving them that burst of entertainment, like, hey, did you know it's National Taco Day? Here's five taco recipes. Or, hey, it's National Taco Day. Here's a discount because it's fun and I like having fun. All of a sudden they're like, yes, I love Diane's emails. They're always so useful, but they're palatable and they're easy to get through because again, in an inbox, people are just going for a quick hit. They're not going like for a whole chapter of a book. Right. Wow. This, this is awesome. I, I'm, I, <laughs> I love this, I'm, you know, for, for a variety of reasons. Um, but it's, it's just so liberating to yeah. you know, hear this and know, okay, I don't have to be like those people and I shouldn't <laughs> be like those people because it doesn't work. <laughs> be you. Yeah. I mean, I'm always... And I know that we share very strong, similar beliefs. That's why I keep on bringing us up. But like, yeah. I know for a fact, Diane, I am not everyone's cup of tea. Like I make references to 90s songs. I talk about having fun. Like I talk fast. Normally I'm trying to slow it down. <laughs> Since I'm chatting with you, Diane, I'm like, Dan's like the coolest cat in the world. And I'm all like, Meow! so I'm like, bring it down to Diane's level, Kate. But like, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. They're going to think, some people are going to think, oh, that mindset stuff. Like that's all like woo woo and like, eh. I don't care yeah. if you go and find somebody else to teach right. you email marketing and copywriting. I just need you to succeed because my mission is so steeped in putting money in the hands of good people so they can do good with it. I do not care. Yeah. And when you go in and you have that mindset of, if I can't help them, they better go find somebody else that can. Yeah. It's so liberating. Like yeah. you said, it's just, it gets it out there. So I'm like, no, like I only want to hang out with the people that I want to hang out with. I would love to be able to help everybody, but I know I can't. And so I'm cool with that. Well, me too. And, and you have to be, cause you're not going yeah. to, right? So exactly. why, why 
try and create a situation that just is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally with you on that. Whether you're a seasoned designer or a total novice, with Visme, you can create engaging, dynamic, branded content that makes people ask, how did you do that? Visit tinyurl.com slash seizevisme to explore. If you're a small business owner or salesperson who struggles with getting the sales results you're looking for, grab a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon and wherever books are sold. And if you haven't seen all audible.com has to offer, you don't know what you're missing. Sign up for a free trial at audibletrial.com slash business growth. Okay, so you say there are four must-have launch emails, and I'd like you to define what a launch email is, but also what are they? Sure. So a launch, and this is like, you know, really typical, especially I feel like in the online realm, but like, again, normal people don't necessarily talk like this. So a launch is usually any time that you are doing a promotion or a push focused on either one particular offer or product. Now a launch can be when something is brand new, like say Diane decides to make us a new book and we're all like, yay, and we go gobble it up on Amazon. So that would be the launch of her book. In my particular case, it would be when I decide to open the doors to one of my signature programs that we have called Love Your List. So basically for, you know, two, three weeks, I'm focusing on that. There is an end date usually, again, in your case of launching a new book, I mean, the book's always going to be available, but you'll probably add, you know, some type of bonuses if people share about it. Um, you know, they can get you on the show. They can just have more Diane in their life. Right. But it's a very limited amount of time. So that's what really a launch is. And this can be for something brand new, something that you have occasionally. So just think of it that way. Don't let it like really get into your head. So in especially for online programs and digital products that are a little more, I guess, higher price is subjective really, but we'll say that are at least over $200 because under 197, I feel like you don't necessarily need a lot of emails to sell it. Cause I don't want to say that it's only 200 cause it can be substantial, but I've seen people go over kill with this for say a $34 product, you uh, okay. a $34 product, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's some pieces that you're going to pick, but I'm talking about like, this is like your thing, you know, it's say either over $500, $2,000 is really um, sort of standard in my industry. You're doing a group coaching program, maybe an inner circle thing, maybe a mastermind. So when you are doing your launch emails, you need to think to yourself, how do people actually buy and make decisions, right? And so everyone's sort of heard of like that, you know, as somebody in the observant phase, the decision phase, all of that. And that's great, right? I always say, kick it old school, that's fine. But you got to think to yourself, truly, truly, what has held even yourself back from buying something that you ended up buying the last minute? So for a lot of people, the first sort of stages, you know, is whatever this course or this product or the super coaching program with helping, like, is it even worth my time? So you got to talk a little bit about that at the beginning. Then it's like, okay, but like, can this person actually get me results? So that was when, you know, you would share with them, you know, quick wins, you would share with them a couple of testimonials and they don't, and the way that I do testimonials is a little bit different. Like, yeah, there are what I call my show ponies. That'll be like, yeah, this person made $25,000 selling a course about plants. Thanks to me. Woo. But like, I like bringing up the ones of like, 
you know, she made her first sale during the site of COVID and it was 24 bucks. Like I like celebrating all of my students win. So it's like, okay, like now I think that Kate can do it. Right. And now I think the topic is good, but like, can I really get it done? And that's where those last couple of launch emails, well, yes, you do want to bring in if the doors are closing, if a bonus is going away, but you need to think to yourself internally, subconsciously, what is holding them back from thinking that they're going to have success? Is it, you know, I'm not that type of a person. Is it, we call them the yeah, butts. We call it the Sir Mix-a-Lot principle after the song baby got back, just like he likes big butts. So does your email list and so does your bottom line. So you need to start thinking of those yeah, butts that people have. So one of the key emails that I really like to send, especially like I said, in the online space, when say you're opening a cart to something, your program, your group coaching, all that funness, I call it the cashing in the chips email. So we have all been on the receiving end, especially because we're business owners of that, like, oh, my super awesome course is open. And like, that's the subject line. And like, you're just going on and on and on and on about this course. That's not the right way to do it. I know everyone is doing this, but this is why my students and I get ridiculous results with tiny lists. In that first email where you're officially opening the doors or you're officially inviting them in, they can actually finally pay you. The cashing in the chips email is about being like, look, I know that you've tried A, B, C, and D. And I know that you are working off your booty. I know that this is happening. You're going to get really specific. There's a concept called moments that we can talk about later if you want to. You're going to bring those up. And then it's like, which is why? I put all of these things and talk about a couple of deliverables into Love Your List, into my new book, into this, right? So you're again, leading with making them the hero of this journey. It's like, I see you, I feel you. This is why I made this thing. And here's how it is different. And here's how I'm dedicated to you. So that's the first email. It's the cashing in the chips email. And I feel like this is why when you go at it at that results. And again, you're still going to tell them that it's open. It's still exciting. You're still going to get lots of sales on the first day, hopefully. Um, especially, you know, if you've been doing a challenge or webinar, or you've been talking about this to your list for a while, you're going to get a lot of it on there. So that's really the first one is that cashing that chips email, which I feel like a lot of people miss another one that you're going to send probably I'd say about 48 hours uh, before either your cart's closing or promotions ending, or, you know, that some type of final trigger is happening, you're going to send a frequently asked questions. And what's really nice about this is it can be pulled directly from your sales page. But what I want you to make sure of is that the questions that you have, and they don't have to be all of them, but in those frequently asked questions, you don't want to start with, you know, how long is this going to take me? Where do I get it? How many modules are in it? That sort of stuff. Because those are like, you know, people buy an emotion and justify with logic later. Those are more logistical questions. That's not, yeah. not what you want to do. Cause most people, they're going to read the first couple parts of your email, the first couple part of your sales page. And if they don't think it's relevant, they're just going to stop reading. So when you can really hit them with those first couple of frequently asked questions, being those yeah, buts that people are going to have, it's like, you know, I want to, <laughs> I always tell my students, you can start with a sentence starter, but you don't need to actually include the words. It's like, I want to join, um, you know, this coaching program, but, and then start with one of those first. So I have a student, she helps people with art. So frequently asked <laughs> questions can be something like, I want to join this art program, but I'm always afraid of wasting my new paint. 
If you are starting with, as opposed to five modules that are going to teach you the basics of spatial, right? Like nobody cares about that really, but you're like really getting them with, I don't want to waste my good paper. I don't want to waste the paint. Um, you know, every time, like, imagine this being a frequent asked question. Every time I've tried to paint something before it always comes out ugly. Imagine if that's a frequent asked question. And like you put that towards the very top of this email, because not only are you going to be able to recognize like, Hey, they've been doing the work, but you're also going to tell them how your product's different. And we both know in selling, right? Different. And why now are the two questions you've got to answer (laughs) and in a lot of different ways. Right. So you can do that. If you want to stretch that out to a couple of emails, because say you've got a really good frequently asked question and you want to throw that as one email and break it up with more logistical ones for the second you can. I'm also a really big fan of the sneak peek email if you can, because some people, again, everyone's different. They might need to visually see, especially if they're on the fence, they might need to visually see like, is the quality of the product, of the offer, of your coaching, is it to my standards? Because again, we've all purchased something usually online not necessarily an info product, but usually online when it just comes in the mail, we're like, this is so janky (laughs) or like, remember, remember when you used to, I don't think you do this anymore, but like, remember when you used to get like prizes in your cereal box Yeah, and it was like, they always look so cool in the package. You're like, Oh my goodness. Like a a 12 inch, like action figure. And then you get it and it's like two and you're like, "Mm -hmm." right. So we don't want a cereal box these people. Right. So that's how I always tell them, show them something that you can. So I, um, in my sequences, it depends. Sometimes I'll send them, you know, a lesson on moments, but when you're choosing this and cause I'm a course creator, right? So when you're choosing that lesson, you want it to be one that doesn't give away like your whole process. Right. But yeah. you want to give one that's good enough where they're like, holy crap. I've never heard anybody talk about this before. And one where you happen to casually mention the next thing. So it's like, oh yeah. And the next lesson, we're going to talk about this and this. So now they're like, oh my goodness, like I need to know, (laughs) I need to know what's going on. So you show them it that way. Right. I think that a lot of people, they'll do sneak peeks where, you know, they'll just record their screen and they're like, this is where you log in. And this is how you get the stuff. And here's the email. And, and that's all fine and good. And you can include one of those as like a walkthrough video, but I think really you know, giving them a slice of, you know, a couple of pages in a chapter, or if you're like, big Kate, I'm doing group coaching. That's not going to work. Maybe your sneak peek is that you on zoom, right? Everyone's got zoom. Now you're going to have a special free group coaching. Anybody can come, they can do office hours. You're going to run it the exact same way that you run it in the group. So they can see if they match your teaching style. And then it's like, oh, because again, we're not about making things hard. We're making things fun. So again, you want to have that caching in the chip. So when you're officially announcing it, really talk about what they've been doing that frequently asked questions and always start with those. I hate using the term limiting belief because so many people roll their eyes, but really that's what you're going for. Like those big excuses where they're like, how did Diane know that (laughs) that's what I'm thinking about before I pick up the phone to make a sales call? (laughs) Is she a witch? Right. Then you're going to have that sneak peek. And then the last one that you do truly need to have is that last chance email. And so I'm like, oh, but can't you, you say not to rely on scarcity and urgency. Well, sometimes at the end, you just need to make it crystal clear that like the doors are closing. So in that subject line, you're going to have, you know, the last 15 minutes to join us or, you know, even what I like about that, I usually send them probably about two, I think 
Yeah. I think the funnel that I have right now is about two hours out. So mine's a little different because of my style, right? So mine's a game. And in this, <laughs> not a lot of people can replicate this email, but for most of the people, you always want to let them know, like, you know what? It's okay that you're not coming. Um, I understand. Um, but you're not supposed to have everything together. Cause again, why are they doubting themselves? You're not supposed to have everything together. You're not supposed to be Picasso or you wouldn't be into this art course. You're not supposed to be a master at sales or you wouldn't have been, you know, try to hire Diane as your coach, right? So you have to sort of address their messy. So that's one sort of last chance email. And again, you're still making it crystal clear on, in your subject line. I like putting in timers towards the end, not to be like pushy or like, ah, but because I have an international audience and I love them, but time zone <laughs> configuration. Yeah. And like, we have daylight savings time, but like some people don't have daylight savings time. And like, I got people in Australia and London and all that. So I use a tool um, called deadline funnels. There's a free one called motion mail that you can put in there. They all work. So that way people can see, they might not be able to convert the time zone of, you know, 1159 Eastern standard, but they can see, oh, it's 20 minutes and I'm done. So we want to make it easier for people rather than pushing it. Right. So that's sort of, that's the last chance email that I really like. Mine is a little bit deeper and it really calls out about somebody being unsure of something, but in a way that's fun. So we have it, it's called a name that tune email. And so I talk about, you know, either an artist or a song where they were, they were like second guessing themselves. Um, I don't use this one currently, but sometimes I bust it out. Um, so like I go into this thing about like how this guy, he woke up in the middle of the night and he got this guitar rift in his head. And so he recorded it and went back to sleep. But when you listen to it the next day, like he wasn't sure if it was good or not. And, and he was really second guessing himself and he did it to his bandmates and they loved it, but like, he still didn't know. And so then I talk about how they might be second guessing themselves about joining their course. They're not quite sure address those insecurities, but like, if they're reading this email, they're more than ready. And then at the end, I let them know that it was satisfaction by Keith Richards. So I have fun. They have fun. The email converts like gangbusters. And it's just like, Oh, I've got one about Prince. Like, I love those things, but you don't have to be like, Oh my goodness, Kate, like I'm not that creative. You don't have to go that route. Again, I was a copywriter with a W. I got paid big bucks to make things like this before yeah. I came in to teaching it, right? Like I'm not some rando who got lucky on like Pinterest, right? Like this is what I did. So for you, it's going to be letting them know it's okay that they're unsure, but here's what you're doing in your power to make sure they get the best results possible. And if they come, that's totally cool. And if not, that's all right too, because you're not going anywhere. And they're like, yay. So those are the four must-have emails. Again, some of them are a lot more mechanical, like that sneak peek. It's pretty easy to set up, like that frequently asked questions. It's that caching and that chip when you're first opening up your cart and that last chance email that I just want you to spend a little bit more time on, a little bit more focused on your people rather than your offer. Got it. Wow. <laughs> Seriously, like I, I mean, I'm taking notes and realizing I'm gonna have to listen to this a couple of times. <laughs> you know, get all that because it really it it makes a lot of sense to me, and um, it it still stays within that, you know, being yourself, being natural. And I appreciate you saying that, you know, you do things a certain way because that's who you are. Oh yeah, and, right. And so you're not expecting other people to do it that way, but that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be sending out these emails. Exactly. I mean, like I said, I always say 
it's just to everybody, if it would sound stupid coming out of your mouth in real life, don't send it in an email because <laughs> emails are supposed to be conversational. So if I was over here like, yes, queen, woo. And like talking about lady bosses, like everyone would look at me sideways. They'd be like, no, but like, if I, again, talking about Keith Richards or making a comment about, you know, Brooklyn nine, nine or some other comedy show, or I just recorded a reel about Mario Kart and what that says about you as an entrepreneur that fits my brand. Cause like, that's who I am in real life. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what right. people want from your emails. Like, even if your brand is to be professional, is to be a leader, you can still add a little bit of, I know you just had an episode of adding humor, but you can even just add some humanness to, to your emails. Like, oh yeah, like this is going on or the words that you used to say when something is excellent, you know, it's good. It's cool beans. It was fantastic. It was awesome. It was totally tubular. You can add those little things in there. You can use different analogies. You can use, you know, different stats, especially if you consider yourself more button up, you might not talk about how it's national taco day, but you might talk about how, and I'm making this up, how 17% of the top billionaires in the world are all left-handed, which got you thinking about how, you know, we really are a creative and different bunch. And then you sort of go into a tangent. So you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of different ways that you can infuse you into your emails. Yeah. And, and I, I love this. Um, if it wouldn't sound natural coming out of your mouth, don't put it in an email. Don't. You know, it's just, it's perfect. Like people will tell me, you know, I can't write. And, and I say to them, you can speak. Oh my God. So, talkers, talkers make the best email marketers. Yeah. I'm like, go over to Google docs, go to tools, go to voice to text. Right. I mean, I talk, I talk too fast for it. Right. But like, it'll just get your ideas out of your head. Yeah. I think that most people, and I wonder if you find this too, the same, cause I feel like writing copy and like writing books is a little bit different, but like, I know you kind of have your hand in both. Like the best emails aren't written, they're edited. So like you have to start with that chunk of marble. You have to get some thought on paper so that way you can carve it and shape it and make something like, you know, build the business of your dreams. You can say that just to get something out of your head. But before you go ahead and actually put it into your convert kit to put it in your MailChimp, you're going to be like, how can I say that in a way that's more specific right. So to my, to my people? which is key, right? So like to my people, like they want to be able to send an email and get PayPal notifications before their coffee gets cold. That is building the business of their dream. And which one sounds more inviting? Build the business of your dream or make money before your coffee gets cold. It's the second one. It yeah. is, you know, I mean, now we can start going into stores. It's being able to slap down your debit card at Whole Foods with a cart full of organic grass-fed beef and strawberries and not bad an eyelash. That's what my person's business of their dream looks like because they don't have to worry about money. They don't necessarily want a Prada bag. Other business people, their people do want Prada bags. Right. They don't want to go live on an island somewhere. They want money to never be a factor in anything. And so that's when you pick those examples. That's when you shape those things in. And editing your email does not have to take long. It's just like a little bit of like, what can I do to add a little bit of spice to this? And then you're reading like, oh, I'll change this to this. And then we're good to go. Okay. So, so this is such a, such a key point that you have to make sure that you are messaging to your actual audience, mm -hmm. right? Not to everybody or anybody, but really toward the people who 
resonate with your message. Like you really have to know your target. Exactly. And especially with email, you don't want to make a lot of like, not that I would say guys didn't work. So I'm trying to be better with my pronouns and stuff, but you never want to be like, Hey everybody, or Hey guys, or what's going on everyone. You want people to feel like you wrote that email just for them. So you want to write it in your head to one person. Yes. Other people are going to read it. Yeah. I'm sure that I have dudes on my list. Not that I'm exclusively for ladies. I'm sure I have some moms, some non-moms, like, you know, I'm sure my audience runs the gambit, but when I am writing an email, I am writing it to Talisha in my head. I know the way that she thinks, and this is what Mm. I'm going to say to her, but it just happens to get sent to everybody and people. That's how they feel that personal connection. They're like, I feel like we're best friends. You must get that all the time from hosting a podcast. (laughs) I do. (laughs) And your Instagram, Diana, we're best friends. It's like, yes, yes, we are. We're the best friends that talk business. Yeah, I, that it's, that's interesting. I never thought about writing like to a particular person. That's really interesting. Yeah, because mm. everybody wants to feel special. Yeah, right, right. And and like you said, when you know your audience and your market, even if the person reading it is slightly different or in a slightly different situation, they still appreciate it. Like that's the interesting thing, <laughs> thing about stuff like, they just, they get it. There's like, yeah, I can see that as opposed to like, cause the biggest thing in, I found, especially with copywriting and email marketing and, and the principles of email marketing work really well on Instagram too. Cause I know that's a big place. Instagram and email marketing works so well together. It's kind of ridiculous, but people are in that same mindset. I'm like a caption and an email. It's just a matter of, do they have a clickable link or not at some points? So that's why I tell my students, I'm like, why do the work of two things instead of one use it in both places? Like, yeah, it's just, it's just getting them out there. It's just having that message. It's again, using things like contractions. So I versus like, I am versus I'm, it's going to make you sound like a person. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. All right. So, so talk to me about like the size of the list, because you've mentioned Mm -hmm. it a couple of times and there's definitely been over the years, this what I consider to be, and, and I think you probably agree with me, this ridiculous belief that it's the size of the list that matters. Um, so so let's re- just revisit that because I want to make sure people really hear that it's, that the list, you know, who's on the list. Mm-hmm. It's how many of the right people, not just how many people. Like you yeah. can give away a free iPad or give away a hundred dollar Amazon gift card every week. And you can have a ginormous list, but they are not going to give two craps about you. And they are the ones that are going to report you to spam. They're the ones that are not going to open up your stuff. Yes. At some point, logic does play an issue. So if you're trying to tell me that you want a $10,000 month and all you're selling is a $7 ebook to a list of a hundred people, no one's going to buy your ebook that much. But if you're like, I've got a list of hundred people and I want to sell a six month coaching program at $3,000. If those are the right hundred people, your, they call it a lead magnet, opt-in gift, freebie, ethical bribe. If you're super gross, as long as that is aligned with your offer, then you have a really good chance of making that 10 K month with only those hundred people. But you also, again, like we had talked about at the very beginning of the show, don't be so selfish. And this was something that really held me back was 
I wanted to prove like, oh, like I can have like a hundred thousand dollar launch with like 2000 people, which I did like, that was my launch list. Right. So like, oh, like my conversion rates, that's the number of people that see a thing versus do the action you want. So buy, sign up, opt into your email list, whatever it is. And then I'm like, that's just selfish. Like I should want to be able to help more people. I mean, you go to your list growth of like, no, no, no. I need to save all of these people. So I'm going to go get in front of them. That's where it changes. But again, it doesn't matter if you have a thousand people on your list, or if you have five, you're still going to send them a weekly email or at least every other week, Diane, I'm a realist. I understand sometimes stuff happens, but at least twice a month, I think you can manage to write two emails, right? You're going to have that welcome series. Again, they don't know if they're one of five or one of 5 million, but you're going to treat them like they're the only person on earth who matters. And they're like, yes, that's it. So again, Yes. Sometimes Mm. logic does come into play depending on your price point and what you're trying to sell. But again, um, who was it? I don't think it was Eugene Schwartz, but it was, I always loop those (laughs) copywriter-esque people together, but he went in to teach a class in a college and he was talking about opening up a burger restaurant and he wanted to know, well, like what's the most important thing? How do we know if this business is going to be successful? And people were like, oh, like location, the quality of beef, the ambiance, how fast it is, the price. And he's like, it's a hungry crowd. And I like to take that a step further. It's a hungry crowd of carnivores because again, I could have a list of a thousand vegans that signed up for my how to go vegan if you love bacon free gift that I put together, but I can't sell them Omaha steaks. It's going to make no sense. They might still be hungry, but they, they're not eating it. Right. (laughs) So that's why you, again, yes, you want to help more people. You want to get the right people on your list. That's why you've got things like your free gift, the landing pages, you know, the special page that you put together where people can actually give you their email address, you're going to make sure that that has the right wording. You're going to use those things as your gatekeeper. So that way it's like, you know what? I might only have 250 people on my list. I'm actively trying to get more because it's Monday. (laughs) That's what we do on Mondays, but I'm going to make sure these 250 people are well taken care of. They know about the paid offers that I have, and we're going to have a great time. Yeah. We're going to have a great time engaging with them, right? It's not just about pushing information out. Exactly. Don't overthink it. The only way I feel like, again, I would say our listeners, I mean, I've seen other shows where like, yeah, they could really screw up email, but like our listeners and the caliber of people that you really attract, the only way that you're going to mess this up is by not doing it. And if you didn't do it, it's all a mindset thing. You're like, Oh, what are we going to do? Like, ah, cut yourself some slack. You had a human experience. It might've been before you listened to the show, but now you found me. So you're good. And you're not going to have that problem anymore. And the first email that you're going to send is about, you know, free tools and resources or free websites or free apps or fines. Cause people love to buy stuff and every industry there is right. Like three books you need to read on leadership, right? Now you can't send Amazon links through your emails, but you're going to send them three things. Cause people love stuff. Then at the end, you're going to be like, Hey, wondering how I got your email in the first place. Cause they're probably like, who the crap is Diane, right? Like what, how did she get my email address? So before they hit spam, you're like, wondering how I got this. You signed up for this free gift or we met, um, you're a listener of this podcast. You went to this website. So you're not starting off with this, woe is me, uh, COVID was really hard and all this stuff. And I was so flighty, but I'm going to do better. Nobody cares. You're still some stranger on the internet. 
Start with what's in it for them. They love stuff. Then you're answering the question of who the crap is this person? Honestly, that's what I call it. Who the crap is this person? Why do they get my stuff? It's like, hey, you met me on this website. And if you are still interested in learning how to meal plan without throwing away everything by Thursday, because it's gross, stick around because that's what we're going to tackle over the next couple of weeks. That's it. And then if, you know, a couple emails later on, you want to talk about a little bit about what was going on in your backstory. But again, like we always say, what's in it for them? It's like, have you ever been in a situation where just everything has gone wrong? That one sentence, right? Then you can go into your sob story and ask them how they've conquered these things. What would they have done in this situation? Almost like ask them for their advice as you're sort of telling them a little bit about why you went AWOL. And that's like, oh, she's so relatable. I'm so glad that she talked about how you don't have to be perfect and you just have to be willing to show back up. And again, some people are going to unsubscribe. You might still get a couple of spam complaints. It happens, but don't let those five, 10 people that are going to unsubscribe or might, you know, hit that spam request, keep you from the hundred, 200, a thousand, 2000 people that are excited just to see you again. Don't be a jerk. Just DM hello. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> right? That's my, big anyway. <laughs> That's my big philosophy. That's my big philosophy. Ironically, when people are like, I'm trying so hard not to be a jerk. I'm like, you're the one being the jerk. Like, again, we, in the bio, we talked about EZS offers. Yeah. If I have something that's like, you know, less than 40 bucks, less than 20 bucks. And I know it's going to save you time, struggle, effort. It's going to get you in my case, like out of your head and just writing emails, which is what my template set helps people do. I, I'm the jerk for not telling you about it. It's like, Oh, right. you need to stick around for seven days before I tell you there's help. Like you wouldn't do that. If somebody had a headache, you wouldn't be like, Oh, I've got to read this blog post on headaches. Uh, you've got to go ahead. You've got to try standing on your head. And then maybe day seven, I'll let you buy aspirin. Yeah. No, like you'd be so mad at CVS and Walgreens. If they just wouldn't give you something that, you know, can help like, yeah. no, just take my money. Do that. And again, when you come at it, to an approach of not like, I need to get instant money from them, but like, I need to help them as fast as possible. That slight mindset shift, everything is going to change and they are going to feel it. Even if people think like they're so unintuitive, they can still feel it. They just can. I don't know how to explain it, but it does. Yeah, right. It's one of those, I know when I see it sort of things. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Kate. Will you please tell the listeners how they can find you? Because after this, uh, they're going to want to. Sure. So everybody, wherever you're listening to this fine podcast, you can search for Inbox Besties. So that is my podcast where we talk about email marketing. We talk about copywriting. We're bringing on other entrepreneurs to talk about different styles of business because that's something I've been interested in. I've been doing a lot of behind the scenes episodes because I found people really like those. I know I love listening to podcasts that are behind the scenes of how people did stuff. So we do a lot of those. You can head on over if you're like, Kate, like I've got this email list, even if it's a couple of people, which again, if you've got two people or even one, it's yourself, start emailing now. So that way you get in the habit. Cause wouldn't you rather practice in front of one people than a room of 10,000? 
I know I would. So practice sending emails to yourself. You can head on over to katedoster.com forward slash accelerate, and you'll be able to get my two years worth of strategically planned email ideas. So I give you a little calendar and I break down like week one in June, you're going to send this week, two week, three week, four. I have some people that follow it like religiously and they love it. I have some people that'll mix up the weeks. I have some people that are like, I like to go to December's. I'm like, I don't care when you give a human brain a little bit of a nudge amazing things can happen. If you're like, okay, I'm listening to this in October. It turns out that January through September come back again. So you're fine. Just start it over. So you don't need to worry <laughs> about that. So that's katedoster.com forward slash accelerate. And I know we didn't get a chance to talk too, too much about actual list building, but uh, really one of those cores of being able to attract people to your email list is to have that really strong gift that you're giving in exchange for somebody's email address. So if you head on over to katedoster.com forward slash freebies, so it's F R E E, uh, my dyslexia is showing B I E S, right? That's right. She gets paid Buku dollars and she's got dyslexia to teach people how to write. I'm telling you, talkers are the best email copywriters. If you go over to that, katedoster.com forward slash freebies, we're going to be talking about what that free gift is, how to make sure that it is attracting action takers. Again, even if it's not necessarily people that are going to buy instantly, it's those people that are going to tell everyone about you. So it's like, you know what? I signed this up, but like, I'm not really into like actually bullet journaling that much, but Sam, I heard that you love bullet journaling. You need to be following like Diane, like she's a master at it. That sort of a thing. We talk about other ways in that free mini course to get it out there as well. So I think those, those are the places. Uh, I just started on Instagram, Kate underscore Doster. So that's where you can see Kate's zanier content. Um, I'm just having fun over there. I'm like, why not? Who cares? Exactly. It's Instagram after all. Right? Like exactly. who cares? Oh my gosh. It's so great. And wow. I mean, how th- there is so much great content for people to be able to get. So mm-hmm. Kate, thank you so much. And thank you so much. Listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon, or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly. And our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast.